If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. I want to start this week's episode by saying a thank you for making this podcast part of your routine. Now, there's thousands of podcasts out there, and it means a lot to me that you choose me as your coach and as your mentor. So I have an invitation for you today. If you like my philosophies and you're ready to join a group of people who are growing and taking action towards financial freedom and fulfillment, then hop on a call with someone on my team at rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call to find out how we can help you achieve those goals. Trying it alone is something I tried, but trying it with others accelerates the journey toward your success. You don't have to do it all alone. We are there to help. So will you take the next step? All you have to do is say yes, and let's get started. Hi, this is Rock Thomas, the host of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Today, my guest is a father of four who was blessed to have a financial education of many generations before him, and he was really taught to think differently. In fact, he started his own fraternity and built an appliance business as well. He says he was never the stud athlete and didn't have the physical attributes, but he compensated by putting in the work and out hustling everybody around him. To him, success is not giving up. He didn't want to sell anything to anybody. He just wanted to help people. Money comes, but the good education stays. So let's get to my interview with none other than Nigel Geisinger. Thank you, Rock. I'm, I'm super excited to, uh, to be here and to, to spend a little bit of time with you. So let's give people a little bit of a background. You know, you're a husband and a dad of four, and you've got some great education. But let's talk about kind of some of the things you've overcome to get you where you are today to give, give some little, uh, shed some light on, on the resources that you have. Yeah, so a little bit about me. I, I grew up in Salem, Oregon, small town, actually suburban Salem, Oregon. So a suburban life that, that most people, you know, have, have lived here in the United States and in Canada. Um, and, you know, I, I was never the most athletic kid. I was never the most popular kid. I, I kind of wanted out on tenacity. So I was, I was a kid who was always picked ninth, you know, for baseball. I was, I was batting ninth. I was playing left out, you know. That was, that was me. I had, to, I had to learn from a young age about tenacity and how to, how to, you know, get through. I was never the smartest kid. I was in the AP classes, but I was a B student. You know, I graduated college with a 2.37 GPA. But what I learned was the skills to, to navigate, um, you know, the systems and how to build things. And that's what I'm really good at is I know how to help people build businesses. I know how to help uh, grow businesses and most of all, you know, how to, how to bore through something whenever it's difficult. Um, you know, that's, that's what my wheelhouse is. So I, I went to high school, normal high school, like everybody else. Um, but then went to uh, Germany for a year and a half as a junior ambassador for the United States Congress. And then from there, went to Oregon state, started my own fraternity at Oregon state and then started selling construction equipment and later got into real estate investing and business ownership. So Robert Kiyosaki wrote a book, I think it was called Why A Students Work for C Students. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's exactly right. So I am definitely uh, uh, one of those uh, C students. In fact, uh, I ended up getting my degree at Oregon State in German because I was already fluent in German. So oh. literally just show up to class, pass, and that's why I've got a degree in German. Otherwise, I wouldn't be sitting with a degree. So I was no smarter than anybody else. I, I think I got like 1160 on my SATs. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't the top of the class. But the one thing that I've been able to do is really lead people. You know, I was chosen, uh, I was one of 60 students to be junior ambassadors out of over 25,000 um, to, to represent our country. I was a guy who started up a fraternity that was off campus. And in two years, we, we recruited 96 guys and became the third largest house on campus. 20 years later, that house is still on campus, still existing. Um, I've been able to build up businesses, you know, to be from, from a one employee company that I bought to in 2019, uh, our revenue was around five and a half million. Um, at our peak, we were 9 million with 46 employees. Um, so, uh, and, and started up a glass company that took it from zero to $27 million. So, um, you know, my, my superpower, I guess you'd say is that, that I can put things on steroids without actually injecting steroids into them and make them grow. And I can motivate people and I can help people find what their goals are and align my interests with them so that we can all be successful. 2.37 GPA. Yep. And how does a guy like that create this desire for people to fall into his vision? Because so many people are running these small businesses and they struggle with doing what you've done. So let's break that down a little bit and tell people what are some of the things I know you teach and people can learn from you but, but a lot of times, myself included, I look at a guy like you and I go, yeah, but I can't be him. He's charismatic and he's personable or he's whatever. Speak to that voice and some of the people that might be listening to this. Sure. So one of the advantages I do have is that from the time I was really young, I was taught to think different than other people. Uh, my, my great grandparents were in business. My grandparents were in business. My uncle was in business for himself. And so I was taught to think like a business person, not necessarily like what the school system wants us to do. And one thing is, I think we have a lot of people who are highly schooled, but not educated. They know how to pass the test, but they don't understand how to, how to use their brain power to think of creative solutions. Um, I think that that's something that people need to really hone in on. And so once we can think of what the end solution that we want is, then we can work from the back and we can figure out if we start at the end and work our way backwards to the time that we're in now, we can figure where we're going to have struggles. And then we can come up with creative solutions that maybe somebody's not thinking about right now to navigate whatever those difficulties are going to be. But we see them because we've worked from the back to the front. And now as we work from the front to the back, we see the backside of that and we can actually adapt our thinking and adapt our processes to get the result we want. I wrestled with a guy who, he was the best wrestler I've ever been around, and he ended every single wrestling match the exact same way. And when I asked him, how is this possible? 25 matches, the guy was an 11-time European champion, a 13-time German national champion. And I said, how is this possible? He says, it's just a, a chess game for your body. You start here, and they're either going to do this or this. And if they do that, then I'm going to do this. And eventually, I've got a flow chart that it all ends the exact same way no matter what they do. And I can take that thought process from wrestling and apply that to business and say, there is an ultimate perfect path. And I just need to figure out 
if this happens, then this will happen or this will happen. And here's how I'm going to return it so that I'm controlling those, those aspects so that we get the correct solution, which ultimately is our end goal. And so if we, if we have that and that there's a perfect path, there's multiple paths to get anywhere, but there is one perfect path. And so if we think about things, yes, there's this typical path that most people take, but there's also multiple other avenues to get to that same, same result. And one of those paths is the perfect path. It doesn't mean the other ones are wrong. It just means that's the most effective one. So we try and get to that one, but we know that at the end, the end goal is going to happen either way. And so I try and get folks on board and say, how do you think the, that same route, looking for with the end in, in means, um, and, and going that way, we end up having a lot of success. Obviously, and I love the fact that you've got some really succinct ways that you get there. So um, know your end solution. Why do you think it's difficult for people to begin with the end in mind? That it seems to be almost like either a character trait or a skill level that people have developed. You know, I mean, Stephen Covey talked about it in yeah. his book, but you now have a system for it. Go to the end, get clear what it is, reverse engineer it, then go back to the beginning and execute. That's right. And I think people have a difficult time with that for, for one reason. I think a lot of people set goals that aren't really goals. They're fantasies that they write down. So yeah. I have, the fantasy of I'm going to have shredded six pack abs like Rock Thomas wearing a wearing a bedazzled jacket, you know, on a on a Saturday night, you know, I could I could do that, but that's like you know that's like fantasy. I'm never going to be I'm never going to have the bone structure that you've got, you know, but I can say you know hey I want to work out and so I want to weigh 170 and since I weigh 192 right now I can reverse work back and okay to get there what do I have to do to get there. So this is applying it towards fit, you know, working out or, or you know, health versus the business aspect, but it's the same method. We work and say, well, where do we want to be? And then what do we want to do to get there? My mom used to always drill that into my head. What do you want and what are you willing to do to get it? Mm. And so we have to look and say, if this is the end goal, what are we going to do to get to that end goal? And what's the optimal way that we don't, you know, that we don't have to, um, you know, rest on our laurels, that we don't have to give up anything, that we actually do it the correct way. Because I think that the, the results are important, but the efforts are equally as important. And so there was a big philosophical uh, question in some of my German teaching that I got, which was, what's more important, efforts or results? You know, and a lot of the world would say, well, the results are important. Or, oh, no, well, this person tried really hard. You know, the truth is they're equally important. Mm. And the motivation behind why we do things is equally as important as the results we get. So the question is, how do we morally do that while at the same time getting the results we want and, and, and doing it perfectly while taking care of as many people and not harming anybody and benefiting as many people as possible as we go down the path to get the success that we're looking for? And I think a lot of times people miss that because they're saying, well, this is my goal and I'm gonna go in this direction. Well, sometimes, to get to where you want to go, you can't go straight from point A to point B. You've got to go to point A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And it looks really weird. And you finally get to your point where you get to. And it hasn't been a straight line, but you know what? It was still the most effective route because you had less struggles. So that's, so, what, that's where we go. Am I hearing you say that people get stuck in the one system or way they have to get a result versus going the outcome I want is to have a successful business but if I hit a roadblock here or I, or I don't get the right 
backing or the right people, I can pivot, I can move, I can adjust, I can be creative, and I can and adapt around it. Are you seeing a bit of that? That's it. absolutely it. And, and what we have to do is we have to be adaptive. You know, the, the advantage, and I really love small businesses. That's where my heart is, you know. I, I think that as a person who's been given uh, the education uh, through the School of Hard Knocks that I've got and the, and the training that I've got, I have the responsibility to pass that on to other people. There's a moral obligation that I have in that. And I think that what's going to happen is that Small Street, I don't call it Main Street, I call it Small Street, because I think Small Street can beat Wall Street. And I think that Small Street is where, because I can't be on every business on, on the main drag of every town. Somebody's on some tertiary back road street that you and I don't even know the name of or how to pronounce it, but that business is super viable and doing awesome. And it sponsors little league teams, you know, in their, in their community or they're part of their chamber of commerce or they've written scholarships for people. So we need to stop thinking about the big versus the little and thinking that that's where the equal resor- results are. You know, my family's own big, big businesses. And my grandma taught me from, from the get go. She said, you know, um, and we talked about this once before is that, she said, I'll teach you how to make more money than you'll ever spend in your life. There's one absolute truth you need to accept. Number one, real estate doesn't actually appreciate. That's a measure of inflation. So as long as you can accept that as an absolute truth, here's the next two things. Here's the two rules that you have to do. Anybody who ever asks you how to get into business or how to do it, you have to say yes and you have to say, let me help you. Number two is with that thought process, before you even start, the end goal of every business is that you give it away. Not that you sell it, but that you give it away. Because if you can shift your mindset from the very beginning to the very end and say, this isn't mine for me. This is somebody else's that I'm giving them. You change the way that you act in business. You don't suck every dollar out because you're trying to give a gift to somebody else. You're actually looking about what's the most successful route for this business. What's the most successful route for whatever it is because I'm giving this gift to somebody who I care about. And so shifting that changes the business mentality of how you actually run your business. And so those were the two things that I've really lived with in, in life and really had guide me in why I'm so passionate about helping people get businesses and how to help people live a better life and, and get more results. Because you don't have to be the smartest person in the AP class. You know what you have to have? You have to have tenacity. You have to be willing to pivot. And especially in the market that we're in right now with, with everything going on, you better be able to pivot and pivot quickly. You know, and that's, that's what we're about. Let's talk a little bit about that. And by the way, I think I, I like your grandma a lot. She sounds like a wise woman. Yeah. And she has some, some really nice thoughts. Um, we are now recording this at the end of April. Uh, so when it, depending on when it comes out, things are changing daily in the world we're living in today and people are adapting and pivoting. And as we currently record this, people are getting tired of being pent up in their homes. They're getting ready to get out. I think they're realizing it's not as bad as it was, even though it's affecting a lot of people very, very seriously. But you put together something with, uh, with a partner of yours that I think is an adaptation to what's going on in a way to help people. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so I started with Chad Corbett. Um, I started a company called YourSmallBusinessHub.com. And what we're doing is we're advising and partnering with people who want to buy businesses and don't know where to start. Maybe they've been an employee for a company for years. Maybe they've owned their own business in the past. Maybe there's somebody who's in school and just doesn't know what 
you know, what to do. Or somebody, one of the 27 million people have been laid off and they're sitting at home going, you know, hey, I was making money for this company. What's going on? And so what we did was some of those people have never negotiated the purchase of a business, just like real estate agents help and guide home buyers. Nobody really helps a business broker. A business broker exists, but nobody partners with them all the way through. That's a flaw. There's a problem with the way that mergers and acquisitions and business brokers work in this country. And so what we thought is instead of saying, hey, I want to cut, what I want to do is I want to actually partner. So I want a percentage of that company and I want to partner with you through the buy, through the acquisition, through all the way to the closing table, all the way through to the first couple months that you, that you own the business and continue on because I have the experience and Chad has the experience of running multiple businesses. We know what's needed. The blueprint and the how is always the same, but the what always changes. What you invest in and what you do truly is, is, is something that matters to you, but for a mathematical standpoint, it doesn't. If I have a plumbing company or a painting contractor or a garbage company or a retail store, I still have to be solvent the same way. The processes are the same. And so sometimes people don't know that. And so we thought, how do we guide people through that process, but not say, hey, I want to cut and I want to get paid first. Truly live what my grandma said. No, I want to be partnered with you. And I want to be with you from the get-go all the way through until the day that you choose to sell. And that's when I'll get paid out because this is a partnership and I want to be part of a lot of holes, not a whole part of one thing. And that's what, that's what we're doing. We, how do you breed more success? You go out and say, you know what? I don't need one person. I need 10,000 people. You know, there's 7.7 million businesses that employ two or more people in, in the United States. Wow. And those 7.7 million uh, businesses employ 64% of households as of December 31st of 2019. In addition, they supported 50% of the GDP of our country. Wow. Right now, 1.2 million companies didn't get PPP funding because it ran out. So you have a huge aspect, a huge need, and somebody needs to solve it. And 10 years ago, I got into business because my most irritating words in my vernacular are, somebody's got to do something about this. Well, somebody has to be that somebody. And there was a project that went on in my town and it didn't go well. And everybody kind of pointed fingers and they all said, somebody's got to do something about that. And I heard it one too many times. And I said, you know what? I'm going to be that somebody. So I bought a business in that town and I led the revival of that town. And we went from having 40% vacancies in commercial spaces to one vacancy last year. I didn't last year when I left the chamber of commerce. That's a huge deal. We care about businesses because that's what we can do to actually change culture. That's what we can do to change our communities. We've got to lead from the front. We can't just say, you know, you should do this, Rock. No, I need to say, hey, Rock, how about you and I do this together? Because we're a team. So just for purposes of this, so people can connect, um, where are you located physically in the world? So I live in Salem, Oregon is where I live. And then um, I split time right now. We're in the process of actually buying a house in Springfield, Missouri as well. So we, we, uh, we really like that community, just uh, have a lot of friends out there. So in the process of splitting time. So if people want to get in touch with you, um, would they initiate something obviously right now, but in general times, would you uh, get on a call, assess the situation, maybe eventually go out and look at a business together. And Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so a couple of weeks ago, I was on another podcast and, uh, and had uh, really good feedback from that. We had about 400 people reach out 
in the last two weeks. So wow. my commitment is, is always the exact same. If somebody hits me up on Instagram and sends me a message, I will respond to every single person, not just a generic, Hey, got your email. Thank you. But like you write me something and I will respond back about what you wrote me to every single person. So in the last week, I've probably had four or 500 messages. Um, and just, yeah, Hey, here you go. And I've ran P and L's and balance sheets for people. I don't even know. Just wow. here's, here's where, here's, here's where the gaps are. Look, Hey, this guy wasn't calling the inventory inventory. He's calling it a fixed asset. Hey, you know, Hey, did you look to split out the difference between on a service station that somebody's looking at that there's the business and the real estate. So don't overpay for the business because you've got the real estate. Oh, and notice they haven't said anything about the environmental impact of that soil. You know, different things that people aren't even looking at. I've ran it on coffee shops on a Puerto Rican restaurant in Las Vegas. I don't know if you noticed, I'm not Puerto Rican. I, I <laughs> look like, but I ran numbers on, on something like that. So we're, we're looking through everybody. How can I serve the community that we live in? And by the community we live in, I mean, everybody. I mean, I'm in Salem, Oregon, you know, you're on the other side of the country and, and rock, you're still part of my community. Like we're in this together. I'll play devil's advocate here for a bit though, because a lot of people that might be listening to this, and there's some that probably not, are not so familiar with this content concept of serving. And one of the things that I've realized is we all crave to serve. We all crave to give back and we all want to be successful and make money and build businesses. But there's also a portion of people that have already made some success that will serve just for the sake of serving. Would you agree with me? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, I'm a, I'm a strong Christian man who believes that it's my obligation to serve others, that God gave me the abilities I have, not for me, but to help other people. That's not for me and to, for me to be in a bigger house or have another Rolex or drive a fancier car. You know, I drive a Toyota Corolla. I've still got the, I've still got the balance sheet that justifies me being in GoBundance. You yeah. know, I, I just, I don't need the flash and the cash. Right. I don't, I don't I, I've always said, I don't want people to know who I am on Instagram or, or out on the street. I want my banker to know who I am. And I want people who need help in business to know that there's somebody who will actually help you that doesn't need anything from you. Because I'm only where I am because somebody who is older and smarter gave me the knowledge. They put that in my head and taught me how to think. So my job is to help other people do the same thing. Well, Nigel, I love that. And if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you, Nigel? Best way uh, through Instagram, because I'm kind of filtering it that way. Uh, it's just uh, Nigel Geisinger uh, at Instagram. Um, you know, so that's, that's where I'm at. And then uh, yoursmallbusinesshub.com as well. Okay, so they can go there as well. That's perfect. And while people are doing that and kind of gearing up, is there a book you might recommend that would, um, that would be helpful for people that are, you know, kind of trying to figure out the stuff we've been talking about today? You know, one of the things that, that I've been thinking about this because the, the very best book I've ever seen on this, this type of subject is a, a book uh, called The Millionaire Next Door, but it's a, it's a boring read. If you've ever read it, it's a boring read. It's slow. Mm -hmm. It's slow. But there is one book that nobody ever knows about, and I love this book. It's a book by a guy named Bob Farrell, and it's called Give Them the Pickle. And Bob Farrell owned Farrell's Ice Cream Parlors, and Farrell's uh, was a, a small, uh, you know, old-timey ice cream stand, but they had dozens of locations. Bob Farrell had a 100% success rate 
over his entire career. Never failed a restaurant, started up Newport Bay Restaurant in Stanford's and Farrell's. Opened over 100 total restaurants, 100% success in an industry that has a 90% failure rate. Wow. His book's called Give Him the Pickle because it talks about a customer that he had that the guy came in every day and bought a sandwich. And one day a new employee made him a sandwich, didn't give him a pickle. And the guy lost his marbles. You know, hey, I'm in here. I spend thousands of dollars, all this stuff. And Bob Farrell, and the person tried to charge him a quarter for an extra pickle. And Bob Farrell ran the math on the person right in front of the customer and the, and the employee at the same time. And he walks back and hands the guy a jar of pickles. And he says, if this guy wants pickles, give him the pickle. Give him a jar of pickles. Mm-hmm. And he started putting that as his tagline for all of his employees. Customers didn't know what give them the pickles means. But Bob Farrell then wrote a book about it. And it's about how do you serve customers? How do you serve your employees? How do you give everybody what they need? And ultimately, you'll get what you need. But how do you serve others? You know, and it's, a, it's about a 10-minute read. I mean, it's a quick book. Wow. It's called Give Them the Pickle by Bob Farrell. Um, Bob Farrell since passed, Robert Farrell. Um, but an amazing businessman here in the Northwest and, uh, and loved the guy. I met, I met him. In fact, my, my dad's uncle was business partners with him uh, in, in one entity. Um, but Bob Farrell, if you've been in the Pacific Northwest for a while, you would know the name Farrell's Ice Cream Parlor because it, it's the spot. And yeah. I strive, you know, I'm, I'm not as good as an operator as he was. He's a better operator than me. I'm a passion guy. I'm a, I'm a direction guy. I'm not, the, I'm not the guy who's putting it all together. But he was both. And so if I can help other people who are those operators to have that passion, and I can inject a little bit of that adrenaline into people, man, I want to be involved in that. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I want to remind everybody that the spelling of Guy Singer is G-U-I-S-I-N-G-E-R. G-U-I-S-I-N-G-E-R. Um, and you can go to Instagram and we'll put all of that in the show notes as well. I want to thank you for being on the show today. I want to thank you for your heart and for offering such a, a beautiful opportunity for people to wrap their head around something that requires a little bit of courage sometimes to admit that you don't know what you don't know, especially if you're already in the business. And I think that, uh, Nigel, you, pro- you provide people with uh, the feeling that um, they can feel safe to reach out to you and, and get some help. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week who posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to be Rock's private VIP mastermind guest. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.